Today on Bachelor Party, we talked about Sarah so much, we didn't get to talk about some of the other women, and they deserve attention. There's other people still here. I mean, Sarah's gone after all. So let's get into it with Kevin O'Connor. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's January 20th. You're going to listen to this on January 21st or after, but it's an exciting day here (laughs) in America and in the world. And Kevin O'Connor, first time on Bachelor Party, long time on your (laughs) podcaster. Welcome, Kevin. How are you? Thank you for having me on, Juliet. I am so, so excited. (laughs) I was so excited to get the text, to be honest, now that it's actually happening. Um, I'm happy to talk to Bachelor. It's been a fun season so far. It's kind of like Basketball Thursday here on on, uh, Bachelor Party. (laughs) Last week, we had Jay Billis on Thursday. And, you know, I just was like, let's just keep the basketball experts going. There's so much, as I often say, so much sports and Bachelor crossover. Um, I just want to note, Kevin and I are conducting this podcast via Zoom, as we have been for many months at The Ringer. And Kevin's background is the is Nemecolin. It looks, it looks beautiful, <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> it, feels, it feels good here. Great view. Great place. It is like beautiful lighting at Nemecolin, is it not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the view with Matt James there with the red carpet leading up to the building. Just I know. Just it was grand. Stunning. Yeah. Kind of look, kind of look like the U.S. Capitol. I was just watching the inauguration. I, when I saw you log on, I was like, "Is that the Capitol behind him?" And I was like, "No, it's an Emma Colin. <laughs> At least it's not the Colin Quinta. Um, we're gonna do a rapid fire through the women because we were me and me and Natasha spent a lot of time on Sarah. We'll hit her too, but there's a lot of other women we didn't really discuss. Obviously, had so much Victoria, so I want to talk about everyone else that we haven't gotten to. Um, but I first before doing that. Bill and Nora were discussing this on the Bill Simmons podcast. How much do you miss the traveling so far? Now that we're like one season and three weeks into Matt's, you know, we had the bachelorette. Now we got Matt three weeks. Like how much do you miss it? Massively, massively. (laughs) I don't think I missed it. Yeah. I don't feel like I missed it as much last season. You know, it was the beginning of the pandemic and, and, you know, at the time when they recorded it, you know, they're scrambling, but right now I watch it back at now the second season in a row without any traveling. It makes me miss just not being able to go out anywhere at all. It, it makes me miss not seeing change of scenery. It feels very stagnant. And like watching the show is sort of a reminder of that. When normally part of the enjoyment, I watch the show every week with my mom. And part nice. of our enjoyment is seeing the different places that they go to and some of the cheesy stuff that they see in smaller towns. It's part of the fun in it. And, you know, it's, you know, no different than like certain cooking shows, you know, where like they travel sure, the world. Sure, yeah, it's food, like Top right? Chef, you know? how they travel like, yeah, eventually. Yeah, Dave, Ch- Dave Chang going around the world. And, sure. you know, that, that's part of the fun in watching the Bachelor universe shows. And I, I do miss that for sure. It's funny, like when I was doing last year, when I did the countdown of the of like the most dramatic seasons ever, 
we did factor travel into it, like the cool places they went. And at the time I was like, are we overrating travel? Like, does it really matter? But now I think we may have underrated it and like travel induced drama, essentially, and like all the different places. And you do realize how much time they spend like setting the scene of like, and now we're in Croatia. Now we're in Amsterdam, like wherever they go. I don't think they've been to either of those places, but no big deal. Um, and like, it's just funny. Like there's like minutes to fill that you didn't even realize they had to when they don't travel. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, it all, it just sets the scene and, you know, it, it leads to a lot of, I don't know, it's just fun. It's a good time. And I feel like right now they're doing everything they can to keep it interesting and have fun dates and all that. But ultimately, it just feels like a lot of repetitive, you know, stuff they're going through. You know, how many times can you go in a hot tub on the same? Oh, you know, it's the same there? hot tub, <laughs> yeah. too. They don't even change the hot tub. <laughs> it's the same like wood one. I, you know, last week we saw Matt like, chopping wood to, to power it. I was wondering, like, do they, can they actually just plug this in or does someone have to chop wood every time they use it? Like, do they need logs and how do they get that and like all this stuff? I've got questions about that hot tub. We, I have noticed it. I've been since researching barrel hot tubs. Very lovely, very pretty. But I was like, do they have jets? Is it really just, I think it's just like a hot bath. I don't see any like jacuzzi actions. So you do need to chop the wood. As Matt did. I think so. It's part of the requirement there. You got to be strong and chiseled in order to operate that hot tub. Yeah, exactly. Um, You just mentioned that you watched this with your mom. What was it like watching the erotica date with your mom? What's the most (laughs) uncomfortable moment you've had watching the show with your mom? Um, I think I forget what year 40 year old virgin came out like 04, 05. But I watched that with with both my parents back (laughs) in like 05. I was like 14 years old. That was the most awkward time that I can remember watching a a TV show or movie with my parents. And this, we don't know. What about The Bachelor specifically, though, or Bachelorette? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think this probably was up there for sure. But I don't know. I don't I don't really care. I we're we both laughed at it. We both found, you know, found how funny it was. It seems like all the girls were comfortable, too. It's unlike the yeah. date last year with the guys when they stripped down. You know, that was uncomfortable. This was just more awkward. Yeah. Yes, definitely. This was this is not like, um, I don't know if this is, should be allowed. This was just like uncomfortable. And yeah, uh, I was surprised that they all had they like all did as good of a job as they did of of writing the material. Um, but the biggest shock was that Chris Harrison has written an erotica novel. I had no idea. <laughs> I was reading the Amazon reviews about that last night. What did they say? Oh, I smart. Mean, I, what did they say? I, I mean, there's a lot of hardcore fans saying, great, beautifully written. But there's a lot of this is boring and dry and the characters have no depth. <laughs> or oh, my God. <laughs> I was just like, I maybe I need to skim that book. I think I have it somewhere. I was just, that was the biggest surprise to me. Um, One thing that Natasha and I didn't hit, and this will lead into our discussion of gals is Rachel kept saying who got, who won the group date rose kept saying, this is a really empowering challenge. Like she said, like she felt empowered by this and I keep calling it a challenge. Like it's, it's MTV. It's excuse me. Um, I did not find this to be empowering. What, what, what was your take on that comment? Um, Definitely not empowering. Uh, that's not the way the <laughs> word I would use. I mean, it was a way to be creative and to show a different side of you for sure. And ultimately, I, I'm a little bit surprised more of the girls didn't go the route that Matt did, or it was just sort of, you know, a tease. It was a lead up to the moment. His story, at least, some of the girls are just going all in hardcore. <laughs> I was so, really surprised by that. Oh my God. I, I, I feel like they're, you know, Matt's approach was great, as were some of the other girls, but um <laughs> I thought Kit actually, yeah. I felt like she had an underrated performance. Yes. Kit, very good dramatic reading. And she uh <laughs> she really like went for drama and not as, as much as like the shock factor as like Victoria. But oh, yeah. she, it seems like Matt, she got Matt. I think he he liked it. Although, you know, the way it was edited, it was very hard to tell like who he was actually responding to. You you had no idea because they, they should have done the side by side. I actually would have appreciated that. If you had like one camera on Matt and one camera on whoever's at the mic so you could see his like real time reaction. Yes. I would have really, I would have liked that. But I, I felt like the small box view that they use yeah. like on like the live shows with Chris Harrison when they yeah. show the audience reactions. I would have loved yeah. to see that too. <laughs> because that's the thing is like, I never know if we should trust what we're seeing. It's like, did they cut this together? How did that happen? And, it seemed like that happened a lot there. And that was very like, like very cut, like just short one sentence, two sentences from each person. And, you know, didn't really get to hear the stories develop. <laughs> I know we didn't, we didn't really know the narrative was yeah. there, which is part of the reason why I was like, is this empowering? Cause I mean, I guess like women, like, you know, owning their sexuality, like that can be 
empowering but when you're trying to like one up each other and it's like a competition of like who has the most ridiculous it's like, almost like erotica meets fan fiction about matt it's like it is like it's like doing tumblr in real life essentially it's kind of what it is it's like bringing tumblr to life at nemacolon and i don't know if that's really like you know how you're gonna feel great about yourself i, I in fact i don't think it is that was my take and but we kind of are starting to get a lot of subtle rachel and this is similar to ben with last season on Tasha season who, who didn't win, but I'm just like, why I was like, why am I getting so much Ben? Like he's done nothing of note yet. He's on every episode. Similarly with Rachel. I'm like, she's also done nothing of note except when this rose. And I'm like, why? And and there's no real under like explanation of why Matt gave her the rose. And so I, I think we have to assume Rachel goes very far. Definitely. I mean, there's sort of a connection there. I believe she might have alluded to it like, oh, there's there's, you know, some connection here. I'm glad you feel that, too. And I don't know. She she just like, you know, coming from me watching from my coach, she just strikes me as like a cool girl. She just yeah. seems like pretty chill, relaxed. She doesn't seem to be on there, at least from my perspective, watching like she's there for the Instagram followers or anything like that. Just seems like someone who's there to have a good, you know, good time and do something very different and possibly meet, you know, the man of her dreams and, you know future husband and i don't know there just seems to be a connection and maturity there she's you know also from the south maybe yeah she is she's from georgia i believe yeah a lot lot of common ground there maybe there's been some digging on her social media do you read bachelor reddit kevin i feel like it would be right up your alley i I do not i'm afraid of spoilers i'm afraid they mark it really clearly so it's easy to avoid so so i can go on there then safely okay you can avoid it and then you have have to show restraint but yeah they they, they they show Okay. I mean, they they market very well, very well moderated subreddit. Good, I appreciate that. Yeah, it is good. Um, Rachel's social media has revealed that she like when she was in high school, which isn't that long ago for her. Um, She's twenty four. Liked a lot. <laughs> what do you say? She's twenty four. Yeah, so, so like six years ago ish. Yeah. Um, she liked a lot of like Halloween photos that were very problematic, like some oh. with the Confederate flag. I think there's some. Um, dressing up as American Indians. Um, and you know, I, I think there's going to be more Rachel problems in the future. And I think that's like Mm. particularly disappointing this season. Um, you know, obviously mapping the first black bachelor to like have a prominent person Mm. on the show, like be associated with that. And like, you know, when you're in high school, you're really young and like also perhaps she like grew up in a really cloistered part of the South where that's part of the, um, culture still as like we've seen over the last few months is a big part of the culture in many places in this country still. Um, but, and, and, you know, perhaps she's changed. Maybe she knows like that's wrong now, but it's just like really unfortunate. And, um, it's like, it just, it makes watching Rachel for me, like even like less fun than, you know, maybe it would have been otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. And I mean, it's the type Sorry of to thing drop where, it on you. Yeah, but. I mean, it's the type of thing where hopefully for her in the six years since high school, she's grown up and realized, totally. oh my goodness, like how stupid I was in high school. You know, I can't believe I used to like these posts or used to find that funny or whatever it might be. And because ultimately, you know, as people, you know, we all make mistakes, whatever, to whatever degree it might be. Um, and it's about growing from that. So hopefully for her, you know, the person she was in high school that she doesn't have that those beliefs or views anymore totally and you know i, I bet i bet this will be addressed um i hope it is at least we'll see especially but if she I, goes far it, it yeah, probably will be i know right? like in the yeah, there has to you know so looking back on it it's so weird they didn't do an after the final rose for zach and Tasha. i'm sure they will for matt like this yeah. franchise they protect it like so much so if she's even like in the top four i bet it's addressed especially because matt it's been pretty cool how i think he's been trying to um like make conscientious statements about like you know, about race. Like, and now that he's in this role, I've seen, I think that his, the way he's been using his social media since the show started is like markedly different. I don't know if you follow him, but if you do, have you noticed that as well? I have seen some posts and I, I think he's done a great job like on the show with some of the speeches he's had with the prayer and all that. And also the stuff on social media. Like I'm, I'm impressed by him. I, yeah, I think, I I think he's pretty good. He's kind of boring. I'm sort of like, the other thing is I'm like, oh, Matt has no game. I'm just like, okay, yeah. interesting. Well, he, he kisses with his eyes open. So. Kisses with his eyes open. <laughs> the way he leans in is very mechanical. It's like he's doing an exercise and he's like isolating part of his body. Like he only leans forward, <laughs> doesn't move his hips. And I'm just like, okay, you're an athlete. I see. I can see that in, in all moments of your waking life. But yeah, I'm like, oh, Matt has no game. Very interesting. 
Like, he so seems just like, like when I, well, so like before the show, like we had like a bachelor group posts you know, mm-hmm. on the, on the ringer. And yeah. I, I was like, ho- you know, hopefully at the least he's going to be fun. If he's anything like Tyler, he's friends, it'll be fun. And I, what I hope for is him to be open and genuine. What I didn't expect was that he would be kind of boring and almost yeah. kind of nerdy in a way, but yes. he is being open and genuine so far, which is what I care about most with the show. Like the drama is fun and everything like it, it's fun. But also, like, this show, like, it, it's my favorite show on TV because, like, where else are you going to get, like, <laughs> just raw human emotion? Like, some of the stuff we've seen over the years, I mean, it, it's so real when it gets I- real. Like, like, the beginning <laughs> episodes, I was talking to someone recently, like, if you're trying to get into the show, I feel like the first three episodes aren't what are going to loop you in. It's, it's true. When it gets, when it gets real, that, that's when the show's at its best. And he seems to be on that path, I hope. That's a good point. The first few episodes, there's so many women to deal with that you don't really get the drama that you're like, we actually come to the show for. Um, but I, one thing that I think is funny is like Peter and even Colton got like visibly overwhelmed by the girl drama. Like they like seemed like it had to like a physical toll on them. Or with Matt, I just like he's not into it. Like getting rid of Marilyn, what right when he hears that she did something <laughs> to Victoria and and. Natasha and I barely talked about this, but getting rid of Marilyn, I was kind of shocked. I was just like, he's getting rid of her, but not Victoria and not both. I was just like, or she, they're not both allowed to stay and like some <laughs> kind of two on one. I was sort of floored by that. He just gave her the orchid and now she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like how much I said this in our ringer slack, I would have sent Victoria home before the first rose ceremony. That's what Jay Billis I saw the behavior. He's like, she's got to yeah. go. I, cause like, I would want to set a tone as the bachelor. Like there's no tolerance for this type of, you know, nonsense, you know, whatever it was. And, you know, I'm a little bit like how much of that is influenced by the producer saying like, Hey, keep her around a little bit. Like, is, is that a real thing that producers might influence who, who a guy keeps or. Uh, yeah. I think at the beginning, that's true. I've heard that it's sort of like you get to give like your preferences and then they ask you to keep some other people i guess it's sort of like a, a one for you one for me kind of thing or two for me one for interesting them kind of uh, um, I that's mean, what i've heard that's just un- huh. unverified tea but that's what my sources say very um, interesting hmm. yeah i'd, I'd have so, a hard time remembering all their names on night one i, oh. need, I, need, I would need a list matt's <laughs> so doing a great job with that it's yeah. like incredible he seems to mm-hmm. like really remember things even if the producers are helping him he sells it very well and i think if that was easy to do like all bachelors would do it so it leads me to believe it's not easy to do I, I agree. You know? He's, you know, for someone who wasn't even on The Bachelorette, doing a nice job. I'm impressed yeah, by totally. Matt. Doing great. <laughs> totally. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Um, all right. Let's talk about some of these women that we just didn't get to. I want to start with Anna. Anna, Kevin, how would you how would you explain her personality to a Martian or someone who's never watched the show? <laughs> um, <laughs> almost bubbly over the top. Um, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought at first, like, oh, super nice, super genuine. But then this past week, kind of mean. And so mean. That surprised me a little bit. I, 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 I didn't like the meanness from it. I, I thought she seemed like a nice, you know, bubbly, open person. And then suddenly started, you know, bullying a little bit. I hate to use the word bullying. because you know, I know, but, but I agree but, with you. They were really word. mean to her. Like, yeah. o- overly so. 
Um, she kept saying like everything with Sarah was a joke. And <laughs> I wrote in my notes that she seemed like she'd be friends with L Woods in college, but like the L Woods <laughs> at the beginning of Legally Blonde, not the L Woods <laughs> at the end. Like she would have been in the sorority, but she wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't have made it past like L Woods's nice person training as a as a lawyer. But I I, <laughs> I don't know. I I really um I can see her on the beach in paradise. I just feel like she she's like forever a narrator and like probably won't find love this way. Oh, that, that, I mean, that's harsh, but could be true. And, and, <laughs> and, and like, this just doesn't seem like the right format for her, considering the way in which she handled that. And I don't know. I didn't like Anna from before the show started because she said she on the Bachelor profiles that she would love to write Hallmark movie scripts. I'm just not a Hallmark movie fan. I, I like Lifetime movies. That That's my vibe. So I feel I felt like I, I'm not into her, you know, on this show, not my type. And then I started liking her. Like I said, mm. first episode, I started liking her, but not so much anymore after seeing the way you know she acted with the Sarah situation. Seems like she loves to give a quote. Like, I feel like she's just like enjoying this a little bit too much. One thing I kind of liked about Sarah, I, I think ultimately now that I've had the time to think about it, I fall on the side of team Sarah. I just how can you not feel bad for the girl that's getting like, you know, just everyone's ganging up on her. That's har- yeah. harsh. Ultimately, I'm team Katie. I love Katie. Katie was the best. I know. Best. But I think we all just love Katie uh, now. <laughs> how does the vibrator girl get past that? How does oh, she oh, get like, past I know. that? I Remarkable. Know. <laughs> it's an incredible, incredible change of narrative. I mean, like, is there even a sports like, is there a sports comp to this? I don't uh, even know. I Someone mean, who's gone from like total joke to total legend. I mean, total. It's It's impressive. I, I, I don't think we've ever seen a, a rise like this. It's <laughs> it's remarkable, really. I mean, I thought like the only arguable misstep was when she came back into the room when Sarah and Matt were talking and she just stayed in the room. That's not what I would have done. I understand no. it, though. I get doing that because your your time is being taken at that moment. She didn't know, you know, part of Sarah's reasonings for doing what she did. I liked when they were like bargaining over the time and when um <laughs> when Sarah was like, I'll bring him back to you in like five minutes. And Katie's like, oh, two minutes. Two? <laughs> that made me laugh. It's so good. Me too. She I really, well. She really did. And she's got a good social media. Have you checked it out? She's like, she's funny. I she, I, I'm not on TikTok. Too scary for me. Mm-hmm. But she's apparently got like 45,000 followers on TikTok because she like does Whoa. comedy. So to check it out. I've been thinking yeah. of starting a TikTok, Juliet. Doing some you are? In, there's like there's like a, a void with NBA content on TikTok. Kind of want to um, try to fill it. And also, <laughs> your kind of like lo-fi green screen that I know you love would fit in very well on TikTok. That's kind of like yes. the aesthetic. And they, I don't know. I feel like the green screen here in my in my bedroom. I got you know, <laughs> I got the setup to do TikTok. I just need to have a, a phone mount. You know, hold my phone up. Like what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Just break down game tape, crush some tape yeah, on TikTok? I think, I think something like that. We could do like short bite-sized versions of you know some of the stuff on an article or a video or pod or whatever. Okay. I feel like there's a, a an opportunity there. So I wanna interesting. I had someone okay. DM me about that recently. They're like, do it, start a TikTok. Interesting. Know, well, you know. in my main capacity as head of production, I'd love to talk to you about this, yes. on, not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Let's real talk. job, in case anyone okay. was wondering. Um <laughs> Anyway, back to Anna. She just seems like she loves to give these quotes. And when you really love it, I mean, I love people who are passionate, enthusiastic. That's kind of the hallmark of the ringer, right? Like follow your passions and lean into them. But I don't want that passion to be being mean about your fellow contestants on The Bachelorette. There's a way to like to express disapproval without doing how without saying everything that everyone else said this week. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, ultimately, I mean, you can it's like you got you were talking about earlier this week with Natasha. Understandably, the girls were pissed off about Sarah going in there and taking their time. Um, but I, I just hate to see whenever there's drama, it just turns into the way what it does. Like, even I forget who said if it one of them said, like, if you're going to stay here, we're gonna, you know, it's going to be living hell for you. Stay living in this house. It's like, don't make comments like that. Why, why don't why not just try to understand the person who very clearly when Sarah walked into that room? I mean, first of all, early in the episode, I said to my mom, Sarah looks like she's going to implode. You could see it in her eyes. She yeah. looked like like Giannis at the free throw line. You could tell she was stressed <laughs> out, anxious, and something was going to, you know, snowball for her. And, you know, later in the episode when she walked into the room to apologize, you could see that too. Like, I felt like it was genuine. Like, she's like, I screwed up big time. Like, these girls are going to hate me. And they attack her instead of saying, oh, what's wrong here? Like, is something yeah. serious? I, I, I just, I wish people would take that approach more than instead of just attack 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 i know and 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 i guess like what did you think about how um sarah kind of 
positioned what's going on with her father who has ALS, which I've said is like just incredibly devastating. It's it's awful. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine, you know, there was a tweet that like went like semi-viral in in bachelor nation from someone who knew Sarah's family. And, um, I'll just read it. It's like, it's pretty, um, like damning, I would say, I I don't know, but like, there's just, you know, I I don't want to be too hard on Sarah because I really just can't imagine what she's going through, but Someone tweeted her handle is at houses and me. I'll say this, then shut up. Now I don't have to listen to Sarah drag her dad through the bachelor bullshit. He's been my friend for 34 years. He didn't deserve to be used on TV. I, I introduced her parents to each other. They are my friends. The whole thing was a travesty. Um, as very strong words from someone mm. who knows Sarah and her family. And again, like I think Sarah really deserves a lot of empathy because I, you know, she's clearly was overwhelmed by the, what was going on and everything with her father. But I'm just curious, like, how did you, like, where did you fall on that? And like, how do you, how have you thought about Sarah's like total arc? But I also want to say, everyone's like, Sarah's definitely coming back. I don't know if Sarah's definitely coming I, I don't back. Know I, don't, I don't think so. I think she's out. I think so too. Um, and I hope for her, she's out. I, I think, you know, I lost my yeah. dad in, in 2020 to, to cancer and, you know, I was there for his final moments and every day towards the end. And I think what Katie said is a hundred percent true. Like, what are you here for? Like yeah. go, go be with family. And obviously we don't know. ALS is very complicated. You know, yeah. people can last a long time and, and in a bad condition. And, you know, she felt like she was called to be there and I'm glad she went to be there. Um, you know, I'm not sure I totally understand that tweet. You know, I noticed it was deleted or at least they made their account protected after it went yeah. viral. Um, you know, I, I don't know the context there of how she used her dad, you know, as like an excuse to leave. I feel like it's a very fair excuse to leave. Um, I don't know. I, I, it was very complicated watching that with my mom and I. It was kind of a roller coaster. We didn't like the way she used it at first. Um, when she first talked to Matt, mentioning I'm bullied out of here, and oh by the way, I'm leaving to be with family. But you know, just thinking about it, like in those moments, you know, you don't know how you feel. Everybody handles you know these tough times differently. And for her, I'll clearly going through a lot. Yeah, clearly going through a lot, and. You know, I think when you're in that moment, probably on the show, you're not thinking everything through. You might be being nudged by producers. Just go talk to Matt. It's no big deal. It's okay. Go talk to Matt. I don't know what it's like behind the scenes. Um, But for her, like, I have a hard time placing blame on her when she's the one going through something pretty serious and is also getting, you know, just having a hard time with everything. So for her... I, I just look at the others and I'm like, people need to do a better job of just trying to understand others. And when somebody very clearly, even though she screwed up, she walked in there and admitted she screwed yeah. up. I thought that was a, like a big move to do that. To yeah. walk right also, in there. I thought the apology was an even bigger move. She yeah. stood up there, owned up to it. And she apologized to this group of girls that she doesn't even know that well. And like, I don't know what she did. It's like kind of like breaking a cardinal rule of the show. But it's also like, good television so she also like did something for everyone yeah. <laughs> so thank you because yes. there's not a lot of drama otherwise yes and so i don't know like i i just i just ultimately feel bad for sarah also i i think i'm starting to sound like really old and i don't want to be like old person but i do like feel um maybe this is coming off of claire and tasha season where both claire and tasha were I think Tasha's 30 and Claire is 39 and the men were like the youngest was 26. But like, even that was like really young. Like a lot of these guys are 30 and older. I feel like these women just seem young, which is totally fine. Obviously we all are young at some point. Thanks. Thanks to the Lord. Um, (laughs) But they're going to make mistakes. And like, it's, you know, so Sarah's just, just doing her thing. She's insecure. I I feel like insecurity is the main theme of the season. I guess that is of many seasons, but like between Sarah, like, you know, being so unsure in her relationship and even Victoria just saying, like, I, I basically asking for like affirmation about if she's pretty or not, like just sort of like a weird, like <laughs> yeah. open book on insecurities so far. For sure. I mean, and I think when you're in that house, it's only natural that you would feel insecure. I, I, I try to put myself in their shoes and it's like, if I walked in the house and there's a bunch of six, two, six foot three hot bod guys around me all vying for the same girl, I would definitely feel insecure. I'd feel like I'm in high school again in some ways. You know, especially with all the petty drama that would inevitably happen. I think it's only natural to feel insecure in those moments. Um, but I think that's why sometimes that the people who come out on top in the show, or at least go the furthest, are the ones who are like just sort of above it. 
or and just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to worry about other people. And I'm just, you, you can't, you really can't. And you it's can't like worry the about Do you the watch the challenge, Kevin? I, I don't watch the challenge. On the challenge, they're always like, well, I'm just playing my game. And then you're always tied to other people. So it's like, the point is it's not an individual game, mm-hmm. but people in their confessionals are always like, I'm just here to play my game. And like right now this person's messing up my game. It's just really <laughs> funny how they talk about like their own strategy as like, I'm playing my game. It is very much like athletes where they're just like, you know, I'm playing my game and we're going to keep doing what we do until it works. It's like a team that isn't performing very well. They're just like, we need to stick to our identity and like play warriors basketball or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very, it's very, I feel like that's transcending into reality TV where it's like, for the competition shows where it's just like, I'm going to play my game and this, this is how I'm doing it. And like, this is my approach to Matt. And it's, it's really crossed over. Yeah. I mean, it's the type of thing where, you know, when it comes to dating in general, you gotta just be yourself. You gotta just play your game. Yeah. You can't try to be somebody else or like, Oh, what if they don't like this about me? You just got to be yourself. That person doesn't like something that you're passionate about or love to do. And that person is not for you. They're yeah, just not, it's not a fit. you know, yeah, it's not a fit. So just, you know, be happy. You learn that on the first date or the second date. Keep going on your way. Yeah, you got to totally. play your game. Be you. And I will say Matt's best moments have been when like his weirdness comes out, like the turtle thing with with Serena P. That was really funny. <laughs> and I really liked how she was like, so were you a weird kid? That's probably my favorite moment of the season so far because it felt that felt real. Um, I really liked Serena P in general. I just thought that she seemed like she seemed fun. And had like a good sense of herself. And I, I feel like he had a good time with her too. She I don't seems, know if a big connection there, but it seemed like it was like a good, a good hang. I'm not sure about the the connection either. I mean, we'll see if that develops over time. Um, but like you know, you mentioned there's a lot of young girls. She's only 22. She seems yeah. mature to she me. She does. I, mean, I thought she yeah, was older. Very mature. Yeah. I mean, age sometimes can be misleading just looking at that number. Um, but you know, 22 years old, I would not be have been surprised if you told me she was 29 or 30 in terms of maturity. Yeah. She seems great. And, you know, like you said, seems like just a nice, fun, you know, genuine person. Another one on the show that just seems like they're just, you know there to be on a journey and maybe meet somebody special. I like her and I, I think like her too. I think she'll go far, but I don't I don't see winning potential there. I don't know. Based off the chemistry. I think he seemed like very into her um personality. I'm afraid that Matt doesn't like a, a bubbly personality is is one of my concerns about him, but you know, does he want more does. does he want someone more serious? Like what, what do you think Matt's I think he type likes is a then? sweet. I think he likes a really sweet woman, which is a lovely quality. And like Serena versus like Abigail. Like Abigail's awesome. And I think he's really into her, but I she has a they had like that really cute like ear moment or like I'll touch my ear oh, yeah, and yeah. whatever. That was very sweet. But I think there's just like a sweetness there where it's more sort of like jokey with Serena. Interesting. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want well, Abigail to get a one-on-one. I feel like we need more pure Abigail time. For sure. I haven't really seen her, you know, much this past week. How about Brie? Like is she does she fall Love into the Brie. sweet category too? She's she's totally different, I think. Yeah. I feel like she was just um she's really formidable. I really liked Brie. She just yeah. seemed like very um like forthright, I guess is the best way I can put it. I don't know. She she had like a, a real gra- a gravitas, I felt. Yes. Yeah, I I super right in right away, super into Brie. I was texting with my friend Grant who who works for, you know, NBC Sports Bay Area. He's a Warriors guy. And we both agree. Like Brie She's from San Francisco, Grant. Oh, so whoa. If she does okay. she lives there at least. If it doesn't work okay. out with Matt, Grant, just she's, uh, she's nearby. Interesting. Interesting. I'll have to let Grant know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's a Warriors fan. Might watch the show. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Bree seems great. She seems she does seem great. Another yeah. one like only twenty four who seems very mature. Like she did. Do you, she's this seems like a mature group overall to me. Yes. There's a lot. There's a mixture with some immaturity and you know youthful pettiness. But I, I I think some of the the favorites in here are very mature, even though they're on the younger side. Bree's a great sport. I mean, that date sucked. I mean, I, maybe some oh people would goodness. like it, but like also he, her her date, Matt, risked her life. So I don't know yeah. if you get past that. <laughs> yeah, that date was awful. One of those dates where they're struggling to find something good to do in this, you know, one you know. place. Well, but it seemed like Matt really loved it. That's about Matt. I think he like loves the activities. Like he loves to just like play and like do stuff. Well, um, on her page, it does say on the bachelor page, it's very rare that she spends a weekend indoors and not outside hiking or hanging at the park and nearby beaches. So she okay, does, but that doesn't include uh, nearly dying on yes. an ATV. <laughs> <laughs> it also clarifies 
hiking or beaches. So yeah. far, far different than what they actually did. But at least you endorse the outdoors. Cool. That actually would yeah. be a good date for these people. I mean, it would be boring and I guess like long. But if they were just like, okay, we're going on a hike and they just like had to like talk to each other for a few hours, that would be a great date. <laughs> be better than riding horses. Like yeah, you, can't you can't talk to each other. Or like, I you know, know. You can't control the horse. It's those. not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that was really appalling was Matt never having had a charcuterie board before. Never uh, like How? It's like a staple of like young people mm. these days, if you yes. ask me. It's on every bar menu. It is um, cheap and easy to put together at home. It is like <laughs> lends itself to like personal style, flair, and innovation. That was just truly shocking. And I've been thinking about it all week. <laughs> he then made a joke about it and like made a board on his social media where it was like pepperoni slices and like... <laughs> And like cookies and whatever. And it looked disgusting. Um, but I just found that so, so shocking. Especially because him and Tyler were living together and presumably like having people over. It's just an easy way to entertain. I don't know if two 27-year-old guys are thinking about that. But I just want to say it's pretty easy for the future. Mm. Uh, so how old is Matt? 29? Matt's 28. 20, okay. So I, I guess I shouldn't say... I shouldn't say how. How has he not had? I don't think I've had my first one until I was 28 either. When I li- when I moved to LA and one of my friends, girlfriends, family, like they have them over their house all the time. That's when I first had one at 28 years old. So me and Matt do have that in common. I'm not even sure I knew what they were before that, if I'm being totally honest. So it wasn't a thought in my mind <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I understand Matt, but also how they're so awesome. They're delicious. They're fun to put together too. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was very wacky, but, um, it, I, I just, I can't get over it. Just sort of like, uh, Jared Freed, who's been on this podcast pointed out that like Matt has not had a single carb on the show <laughs> and Matt might live a carb free life, which I had a bagel this morning. So I don't, I can't relate to that. And I, I had pizza last night. So there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I broke relate. a diet streak recently having a, a pizza. It was, Delicious. delicious. Yes. So How can you great. go without carbs for too long? Get a get a treat yourself sometimes. He does love cookies, so we at least we know that about okay. him. Okay. Good. I don't know, but anyway, Serena P handled that moment very well. I just feel like she's got grace. I feel like she like is a good conversationalist. She can pivot. She can go like down a detour. I don't know. I I'm really into Serena P. And they talked about their dating history too. It was good. Very really good conversation. It is funny how they how that's like the, one of the first things that asked on the show. It's so unnatural to like immediately bring up past relationships. It's yeah. sort of like it's, not a normal thing to do in the beginning of knowing someone, but whatever. And it's like she said, normally she takes things slow. But with this, she's forcing herself to open up right away about things that she might normally wait until the second or third date. I, I can't I can't imagine. I mean, like we just saw, you know, Claire and Dale, the news of them <laughs> breaking up. Uh, I can't imagine it being enough time to have a high success rate, you know, it's just not enough time. And there's so many little things that you don't talk about or can't get to the practical stuff of like, what if you're having a bad day? How do you respond to your partner's bad day? Are you supportive? Do you not care? Like things like that. Um, note of Clarendale confirmed breakup. There was speculation on Monday and now it's confirmed. Um, Dale does not seem too upset. He was Instagramming last night about like asking for recommendations, like where to go to dinner, which he's since deleted. And he also like, he just sort of like going, going about life. So they, they probably broke up a while ago. I'm sure he is upset, but it probably just like, yeah. wasn't like it happened in the last five days, probably happened like the last two weeks or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dale perhaps could have handled that a little bit better. I feel really, really sad for Claire. Like, I know. Really sad. She, she thought like, they had something serious, sort of like didn't her parents meet and get married like in less than a month really or something quickly. like that. Yeah. And I mean, she thought she had that. And I just feel bad for her because that's an opportunity that she talked about on the show about waiting for, you know, about wanting that, you know, at her, you know, it's the type of thing where giving it up after a week, maybe something could have developed serious with somebody else had she stayed along. And I hope for her that she's able to just move past it and, Hopefully, like, there's people that she's able to meet, you know, now that she's been the Bachelorette, that, you know, she'll have I more know. people, you know, that she open can meet. Open up her and, world. You know, yeah, yeah. Bit. Open, open up the options there, I hope. She's been on the show for a long time, so I don't know yeah. if that's going to happen. <laughs> or she's been on many times before. But um, it just makes me really sad. Also, you have to think, like, does she go back and then sh- you, you could really go down a regretful path being like, if I hadn't lasered in on Dale, could I have ended up with one of those other guys? I guess she could reach out to them, though, to, like, see... 
if there's anything there, like some not, of the other ones. Not impossible, but I don't know. I, I feel like once somebody moves past you like that, it's like, oh, so I'm your second choice. And that would be a feeling that's hard to to get over. Even if, yeah. even if, you know, it's genuine and she's like, you know what? I fucked up. I made a mistake. It's hard to get past that on if you're on the other side of it, I think. Um, I think she should reach out to Jason, the linebacker. Or sorry, the, the lineman, not a linebacker. I feel like they, oh, okay. they could have been something yeah. there. He seems like a good guy. I don't know. I just I, I that's who I'd like her to to go after. Go for it, Claire. If she's listening, or, why or not? Blake Moines, the who, who read the book for to to like know how to get close to Claire. <laughs> Go for it. Go, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who was like in the Tasha mix, I just feel like she should be like, nah. Although I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe they can pivot back. But I'm just like, I don't feel like Ivan, that's probably a no for her. He was just like went too far with Tasha. Yeah. Obviously, Brendan, not ready for a serious relationship. Ben, he was really into Tasha. So like they're all out. So I, I don't know. I just feel like she should go with who she actually kind of connected with so no doubt about it i mean call jason yeah go for it go claire (laughs) come on oh man okay more women from the season i keep getting diverted serena c um she was wearing a ridiculous outfit for the erotic date (laughs) just want to note that i don't know if you got that but it was like just very um she was wearing just like a like i think a leather bikini top underneath like a jacket i don't know the i have to say i like the fall fashions quite a bit those are fun (laughs) I, mean, um, I, I don't recall the outfit. I'll have to watch back. <laughs> you don't, Kevin? I, I don't oh recall God. it. Out. I'm just, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, she was also revealed to be part of the Mean Girl Brigade, which I wasn't really expecting. Yes, um, I wasn't either. I liked her at the beginning. Again, another another person, like with Anna, liked her first episode. Like, oh, cool. Serena seemed okay. And then suddenly realized not so cool. And th- does stuff like that you know, does Matt find out who is part of that through conversations with producers or is that just like, you know, out of sight, you know, out of mind? I don't for think him? he knows. Nothing, I think someone nothing? has to tell him and I don't I think see. the producers do. So I think they co- sometimes will coax the women into like sharing this stuff, but I don't, I, otherwise he doesn't know. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think he does. So I wonder, I wonder how they haven't really had any time together. So she probably won't go that far, but yeah, it's like he has to do his own fact finding. How would a season go? You know, you mentioned he has to find his own fact finding. It's not often, or maybe we've never seen this, that the bachelor or bachelorette goes on like that. You know, they put on their, you know, investigator hat and they're the ones seeking it out. Usually it's one of the the guys or girls that bring it to the bachelor or bachelorette. Like so-and-so is gossiping. So-and-so is doing this. How would it go if Matt went to the girls and like, I want to know who are the people that or being this way with Sarah. Like, how would that go? I, I wonder. I don't think it would go well. I don't feel like these women want to have the conflict with Matt. They just want to like duke it out with each other. But if he yes. like puts them on the spot, I bet they all would like demure and like back off a little bit. I don't think it would go well either. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't, I don't see that. Even if you want to know, like that's information I would want to know off of Matt. Cause oh, like you said, totally. you, like you want to know how somebody reacts when like, you know, they're having a bad day, Th- little things like that. When it comes to a partner that you have, you also want to know how they act with other people when something doesn't go away that they like it. And so that's something that you would want to know, but it, it almost has to come from one of them. It just almost yeah, has to. Absolutely. And I also think that like, in some ways, like you don't want to like waste your time with Matt on, talking to other women. Oh yeah. But on another, on the other hand, like if you can like get that information in, in like a, in like a good way, that's like constructive and like more like keeping your boyfriend in the loop, of like what's going on in your yes. life it actually could be a good strategy. No one's ever landed the plane on that one, but I don't think it's out of the question. It's why people try every season to like keep that up to date because it, they like don't do it well. But I do think like there is a way to do that and have everyone and, and have the lead know what's going on. Again, no one's ever done it, but I think it is possible. It's a feat that could be still be attempted. I think it's because most often when people do attempt to do it, they're, you know, part of it a lot of the time, or if not like directly connected to it, pretty close to connected to it. They were, you know, and it's not somebody who might just genuinely be be talking and answering a question. like, So what's the house like? And you're like, oh, my goodness. It's pretty wild here. I mean, it's yeah. wild. And Matt's like, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. It, it's it's needs to be genuine. And it needs to come from somebody who's not in the drama. Uh, yes, I think, exactly. Personally. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Someone who's just sort of like, like Abigail could do it because she doesn't, she's not really immersed in this, not really enmeshed in it, enmeshed in mm-hmm. it but she could like just tell him like what's been going on. Like they have that rapport, they've established it. 
And she would be the one who could like open up that conversation. For sure. And, and I think also there's a way to do it without, I don't know if this is the right approach, but you don't also need to mention names all the time. Yeah. You could just, you could just say like, it, it's a lot of drama and it's a lot of pettiness and you know there's certain people that maybe you should talk about you don't have to give a name you could say i don't want to do that to the girls how because of how it will affect me because what have i what i saw what will happen in sarah i don't want that to happen to me you know i mean and yeah it, it could indicate that you're like above the fray too yes exactly uh, i don't know yeah it's, yeah it's tough so someone, someone <laughs> needs to try i want someone to try yes, please <laughs> oh man um Another so another person we got a little bit of this week that we hadn't seen before before was Jasenia. She kind of like crept in, had some commentary. I feel like she's just sort of like in the mix. This week felt a lot like trying to expose us to as many women as possible. Um, it's sort of like a transition episode. But like one of my questions is why haven't we gotten more Chelsea? Chelsea is the runway model who's like incredibly striking and um, the best dress, probably because she works in fashion. She was and awesome. just like. How many words have we heard Chelsea say? Like under 20? I'm just like, what's going on here? I mean, when I think of Chelsea, I think of the the walk in the room, right? Yeah, uh, first episode, I mean, great. <laughs> Her dress was incredible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's all all I think about. I don't think we've heard uh, many conversations. We've heard nothing. Right? Nothing. Very which is little. Unfortunate. Um, she seems cool. Well, yeah. And I just wanted like our, our Kit and Chelsea talking about fashion. I mean, it's like Cynthia Riley's daughter and a runway model. So like there's got to be some some fashion conversation happening there. Uh, how do you think, like, how, how would the show go if they had more stuff like that? Because I'd love to hear that. Even if it's Me like too. just a, a 30 second, one minute clip of those two talking fashion. That to me would help you get to know the girls in that house a lot. You yeah. know, in terms of their actual real life, you know, interests or jobs, whatever it might be. I, I'd love to see more of that. So you're really into Big Brother, right? I love Big Brother, yes. Isn't that the kind of stuff that happens on that show where you get like small tidbits about the people in addition to like their strategy, but because it's like kind of like a surveillance style show, you get a lot of like, just like what they talk about in the house, right? Yes. A a lot of it each week. And that that's what makes you fall in love or learn to hate certain characters. uh, By the way, Kevin, so many big brother people on the challenge. Now you should watch. There's a whole big brother Uh, alliance. I gotta uh, maybe I gotta tune in. What season is it? Like thirty two of the it challenge? It doesn't matter. Just jump <laughs> it right in. Matter. Like just jump in. There's, okay. There's Fessy, who's like you know he's really controversial right okay, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fessy, and- wow, that's like throwback name. <laughs> oh my god. Well, he's he's there's a lot of survivor, survivor infiltration, and a lot of Big Brother. You should check it out. Okay. All right. But that's I'm that's into what this. Bachelor dog. needs. Okay. It's more of that kind of style of like. We're just hanging out. Here's what's happening in the house. Like more hijinks. That's what, what the problem is, is that they tie all of like the conversations directly to the lead. So it's like, it has to be about like how they're feeling about Matt instead of about like just what they talk yeah. about, and what they care about. Actually, one thing that I've noticed on the press tour for all of um, Tasha's guys is like me along with like, you know, all the other podcasts have asked like, what was it like there? Who are you friends with? Like, do you guys hang out? Like it's clear there's a real camaraderie between Tasha's men. And so I think people like the people who cover the bachelor are really interested in that. And that's because we don't see it on the show, but like it's evident afterwards and like in very small moments, but like, we'd like to see more of it in the moment. I think it would be great. I mean, personally, I mean, like I said, I love the show. You get to see real, raw human emotion. And I think you also get to learn learn from it, like with some of the mistakes people make in relationships. Or I mean, I found the show very informative over the years in some ways, too. But like, you don't get that aspect with the interconnectedness amongst, you know, to take a big brother term, the house guests. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wish we could see more of that. And that could add a whole new dimension to the show. I'm not sure if it would be better. I don't know if it would lead to more ratings. I, I mean, well, this would have been the season to do it because of like the lack of traveling. Like that's how they should have filled the time is like getting to know the women in a different yeah. way, but it would change the show a little bit. And I'm curious, how do you feel about um, the teases at the top when they show like the clips that they've never done before? Um, You, you mean like beginning of the episode, not the final mm-hmm. tease at the end. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I fast forward through the first one because my mom and I you DVR. You spoil it? Yeah, like the first one on the episode we will. Mm-hmm. The, the bumps before a commercial break, we'll tend to watch those. Um, but I, I'd prefer they don't include those because yeah. that's one of the things where it's like that's like a 30-second, 45-second block where you could plug in character development, you know, conversations that the girls are having or even additional stuff from a date that someone might have been on rather than teasing out what we're about to be watching anyway. Yeah. Like know? do like a cold open almost like on the yeah. office where it's just like, 
kind of not even related to the plot of the episode, but just like really funny and shows like character and point of view or whatever. It could just, exactly. yeah. Or it, even like going into a commercial, they just like build out two minutes for that every week where it's like you just get some kind of flair from for who the people are instead of just having to. Exactly. I'd be super into that because that's what I, I, I love. That's what I love about the show is the people yeah. aspect. It's like, like I said, it's the realest show, even though some of it is produced and there's some, you know, possible plants like Victoria. <laughs> oh <laughs> but for the most part, when the show gets later on, I don't know, you can just get to see real people. Yeah, know, it's true. Trying it to is fall true. In love. And also, I think like the anxiety of the show, like wears away at any front of, that you could have. So you're just like, go with it. And yes, just, like, OK, this, this is who this is who these people are. <laughs> you have to believe it. I, I think there's like hope for doing it this way, because I think that it's clear that The Bachelor itself is trying to like build out more personalities. Like you look at the pods that they're doing um, and like they're trying to just like turn the character, the contestants or cast members into into more than just like people who come out for one season and leave. And um, it's like paradise is part of that too. So I do think there's hope for this kind of thing. For sure. And you know, the, the show, there's pros and cons that some people coming on for fame, some people coming on for genuine reasons, but ultimately, you know, the way the internet and real life are intertwined today, it makes sense for the bachelor to do that for sure. Creating yeah, characters out of the people who are on the show. Absolutely. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been delightful talking to you. For more Kevin O'Connor, check out The Mismatch, um, which is his own podcast now. And every other Wednesday, I believe, going to be doing Ringer NBA University on the Ringer NBA show. Yep. Of course, I'm super check excited. Out pieces on the ringer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be back on Monday, as always. And everyone have a great, great weekend. Thank you, Juliet. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 